Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Welcome to Speed City with John Massengill, Les Kaiser, and Jonathan Green. Brought to you by MyPlates.com. Upgrade your license plate at MyPlates.com. It's the fastest hour on the radio. Speed City. Good evening, gearheads. Welcome to Speed City. Welcome to 2017. We're back in the studio. It's been a while, boys. I've like been in the film of Frozen today. Oh, it's yeah. cold city. Never mind. Speed city. It's There's warm. There's a reason today. I live here not to have this kind of weather. I know. I didn't pay to get into that. <laughs> yeah, what's going on with that? I don't know. British weather. Oh, man. We got a lot to talk about. 2017 race season is already getting cranked up a little bit. We're talking a little, uh, the Dakar is going on. We're going to talk a little roar at the 24 because we, yep. we got Ricky Taylor joining us live in about 30 minutes. Good call. Yep. He's going to talk about driving that new Cadillac. See how Mr. Gordon's getting on as well. Yeah, his rookie, oh, his, no, his rookie teammate. No, there, no yeah. that's a they stretch. They brought in a rookie ringer. Yeah, that is yeah. a stretch. So <laughs> it's true. When you retire from racing, they just drag you back. It doesn't matter whether you're Felipe Massa, Jeff Gordon. I mean, you know. Are you uh, talking about all the possible seats for the Mercedes vacancy? <laughs> that's right. We're going to talk a little <laughs> bit about that too. Oh Lord, won't you buy me a Mercedes Benz? <laughs> We're going to talk uh, a little bit about some uh, Honda. McLaren in Formula One. Yep. Mm. Talk a little... Uh, Turning wrenches there. Yeah. There's actually an amazing amount to talk about, considering the race season is not it's even cranked so, up. Yeah, middle of January. That's not bad. But, but so much of it is speculation, because nobody officially is talking yet. <laughs> That's true. That's true. But uh, right now, we got uh, the roar today, and we're like I said, we're going to have Ricky Taylor on, talking about driving that uh, down yeah. to Daytona. And in all seriousness, the international racing season does kick off, and I will be there next weekend, because... Way before Daytona, we're out there in the trenches of Christchurch, New Zealand, where the next Formula One superstar in the Toyota Racing Series will be found. And it all kicks off five weeks of racing, and I'll be there. And one of those is in Antarctica, right? <laughs> no, not quite. It's in Invercargill, but a lot of times... It takes uh, you four days to get there, yeah. right? <laughs> no, it's the southernmost uh, international circuit in the world, I would say, because, yep, it's right on the southern tip of the southern island of New Zealand. And so pretty much after that, yeah, you're getting pretty cold. <laughs> so, yeah, I think we, we always uh, uh, talk, talk about it as the, the southernmost international race course. You get to do all of the coolest off-season series. I mean, actually, seriously. Well, it's not their off-season. It's the middle of their summer. So, well, it's, yeah. you know. Yeah, for us, yes. True. But so, it's a big, big series. It's becoming now... Um, one of the most prestigious series for young up-and-coming. Lance Stroll is probably the, the best example. Lance Stroll will stroll into Formula One this year with Williams um, in his first season uh, and very unknown but well-known to those who've done this sort of series. And two years ago he flat won it easily um, in uh, New Zealand was really, really impressive. Then went into Formula Three and has looked just as impressive there. He's got a lot of money behind him. Everybody keeps talking about it, but he's also talking the talk, too, because he's doing it on the track. Yeah, you can have the money, but you got to have something else to back that up, too, which he's done, obviously. 
Uh, let's jump in and talk about what's going on right now, and that's Dakar. I mean, that's been pretty exciting so far. Wow. I think from lightning strikes to, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's pretty crazy. Jonathan, you've probably kept up with that better than any of us, haven't yeah, you? Yeah, and it's it's one of those events. I kind of call it like the Le Mans of, uh, of sort of off-road, really, because it's far bigger than Le Mans. But it's the same kind of test because you're, you're really, it's man and machine against the elements and against masses and masses of huge, it's like an, an, a, a, a ginormous rally. Uh, and the cars, that, and the cars and the trucks and the bikes that they use <laughs> Um, have to be just unbelievably strong to put up with both the heat, the altitude, the weather, and of course, sort of the humans that are doing all the struggling to get these cars and bikes around. Um, but it also leads to some very good household names like uh, Sebastian Loeb, for example, um, who've done it all uh, at the highest level, let's say, in rallying, or some guys you may never have heard of, but are absolute heroes of the Dakar and have won time and time again. You just mentioned... Uh, We've had a few lightning strikes. In fact, the uh, one of the top uh, motorcycle riders who's won it several times actually broke his femur. He's already out. Uh, Carlos Sanz, another world rally champion, senior. Uh, yeah, f- exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. Carlos Carlos Junior's dad is still pedaling away, uh, but uh, rolled his uh, Peugeot nastily, and he's out of. Uh, oh, he actually went well. off the ledge. Oh, there was yeah. some, there was serious speed going off. There's somebody that had a camera phone video put up. Yeah, yeah, and. Uh, th- the broadcast guys showed that that was amazing but uh you know the the one that just gets me ivan jakes gets struck by lightning <laughs> yeah. eh, gets back on the bike finishes the right the day's stage that's right yeah and then goes out and breaks his arm the yeah, next one like, he's now finally out they put him down they're like <laughs> yeah. okay that's enough two strikes you're out <laughs> that it's is only a flesh crazy. wound it's a flesh wound who's only a bit of lightning <laughs> oh but you know it, 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 a bit of know, lightning yeah no kidding no charge kidding. the battery up no harm <laughs> and you soccer or football players <laughs> yeah yeah no kidding let's see you get struck by lightning and get back on the field that is insane that's yeah, pretty cool but it is it is one of the most amazing races that i see from everything that gets out in there i mean there have been little scooters that ride in this and then full-fledged motorcycles and then you got the quads you got all the different cars you know at one point the porsche 959 that's so desirable now was a dakar rally competitor then we go all the way up to these these 18 wheeler cabs yeah. you know the avecas that are out there running mostly as well. russians crazy russian oh. <laughs> ex-whalers i'm sure you know crazy russians in their Careful. 18 wheelers racing through the desert <laughs> through the desert and getting airborne on purpose that's a mad max movie it sounds like oh i think it'd be a great setting for it Really well, cool. Very cool indeed. Uh, that's one of the things that uh, you can catch up on uh, Motor Trend On Demand. That's where I've been. Yeah, they got the news highlights on there. It's yep. quite good. You get a nice little kind of... Uh, Every day, yeah. Little clip, a, let you know uh, what's going on. Okay, it's that, well worth tuning into. It's addictive. It is, yeah. Do not go to the Motor Trend On Demand unless you've got a lot of time. Oh, I know. <laughs> that's true. It's, it's a brain and time suck, and, but well worth the visit. Well, any other highlights from Dakar? I know uh, that we had the bikes. And, uh, Jonathan, you talked about some of the guys that were the favorites that are no longer in yeah, the race. Yeah, like I said, um, I think one of the bike guys, I forget his name now, but he has is a multiple champion, and he is out with a femur injury. Uh, Sunderland uh, is a British guy now leading. Um, he's got a couple of years. One of the big complaints this year has been the navigation. Yeah. Uh, they've been struggling with GPS. Lost. And, and if, as you can imagine, it's uh, like I said, it's a, it's a real battle for man and, man and machine. But you're doing 600 kilometers 
kilometres across terrain where there's no roads, there's no, you know, you, you're literally going by GPS to work out. And of course, everybody's trying to beat each other. So, you know, and there's been a lot of rain. They had to, they had to change a few courses and uh, actually cut down a few courses because of the rain. So I, I can imagine it's just a, a, a real mind meld to try and make your way through the, through the desert. You know, I remember last year, there were so many things going on that we had one of the bike riders, you know, stopped. He was nowhere near his support crews, and they wind up, he rides over and talks to this farmer and gets, like, some barbed wire and ties his, yeah, puts his tire back on the rim, wires it all back together. Then you had the guy that, you know got a pair of vice grips to drive his vehicle into the into the stage how's that yeah it's pretty if you've not watched it uh, and especially at this time of the year when there's not a lot going on um definitely tune in and have a look at it well another thing we're going to talk about today's show is just 2017 in general we're going to yep. do a little preview of formula one talk about all that that's going on um it, well i also feel that with the raw and with the daytona 24 hours coming up at the end of january that's the first major international sports car event and of course you know i always tout the uh, toyota racing series and they are the two january main major events there's another big endurance race uh, starting in dubai as well um so you know it, it, there's not a lot in january and of course the traditional season of motor racing kind of end of february beginning of march and of course the launches for formula one are starting to get announced and most of them are about after to the 20th of February. So start to look and put that in your diary of when Ferrari and uh, Mercedes, in fact, they're days apart as well with the launch. Mm. So, Yeah, and Haas. Of course. <laughs> of course. Santino Ferrucci is going to stay on the team. So he is Quite good right. for 17. Glad, I could you not. Now, I'm so glad you guys met him and spent some time with him. He came in our commentary booth for the Formula One here uh, in Austin. And um, I've known him from Formula Three days. Uh, and he's another guy that's been down, been down, down to New Zealand. He's just, they're, they're just great guys. And, and he is just such a personality that I think um, I'm really looking forward to him getting into the highest level because I think he's got that kind of chutzpah about him, a, a character about him that we don't often see. He's kind of, he is a bit of a Grosjean. He's got something about him that you think, yeah, yeah, I want to support this guy. Yeah, and he's a smart kid, too. You can see that brewing in there, too. He, yep. He's uh, he's smart and uh, strategic a little bit. You well, can I love tell. the fact the way that he came in and commentated with you and listened to the, the headphones of the, the team radio at the same yeah, time. That was pretty cool. <laughs> a little cool. disappointed he wouldn't share with us. I forgot about that. Yeah, that's right. kind of cool. I was prodding him trying to get him to give us just a little <laughs> something that was behind hey, the scenes. Anything for our audience. But, hey, you know, you're right. He has the right aspect of dealing with the audience because I was watching him. I ran into him in the paddock quite a bit and him meeting people and signing autographs and and making, you know, a fan base for himself out there, being approachable. That's really important at this stage of his career as he's sitting at, you know, as an underling, if you will to the team because when he gets the primary seat he's not going to have any of that available I tell you what single seater racing for young Americans is starting to hot up Shelby Blackstock as we yeah. mentioned that came on the show a couple of weeks ago he's going to be down in New Zealand um, uh, you know Indy now Indy Lights has got some guys coming through we've seen what uh, you know uh, Spencer Piggott and a few others are now doing uh, as they make their way through it's exciting and of course Alexander Rossi you know at the top of that if you will um, having already got to Formula 1 and now on the Indy 500 there's a lot of good guys under of 25 under 26 which which really when you look back 20 years uh, we just haven't had i mean you know scott speed you know that's one guy getting into formula yeah. one so that's a really uh, good point there's a know. nice little pipeline in there yeah and you've got even more coming through the karting ranks um you know starting to, to to make their way and it's really exciting it's very exciting 
Yeah, we actually got out to Circuit of the Americas today, and it was freezing cold out there, as, <laughs> as it has it's been. It's good to be out there, though. Sun oh, was shining. Yeah. You know, you can't help it. We were we just were pulling up, and there was nobody <laughs> there, of course. We're pulling up, and we're still going, I can't believe this is here. But yeah, It's been it, here for five years now, but, but we still have that feeling. Am I not the only person that hears the sort of the gladiator, oh, as you <laughs> oh. come across, the, you know, as you come out, you know, you come out eight one because you're thinking, how the heck can this be here, this amazing circuit? But it's right there I in Little Old Elroy. I was going, you know, we took the toll road. We actually missed the road. We, Jonathan and I took the toll road out there, and we're going like, you know, 85 miles an hour on that because, toll road. And that's legal. Which is legal. Yeah. <laughs> and, and I saw him. He's sitting there pointing. I was, I was talking about somebody's pointing, going, there's, there's the track. There's the track. <laughs> like, you can't help it. It's been there for five years. Whenever I fly still, out of Austin, it's oh, yeah. the same thing. I always same look way. at it, and I can all sit on the left-hand side and watch it go by. You know, I just told somebody about our story. Uh, John, you and I were out there unbeknownst to each other when we first learned where the property was. Yeah. And driving these little farm roads, scraping the belly pans of the cars yeah. and, and all of that. And to stand out there again today, I mean, I, th- I thought about it because I actually went down one of the side roads today. And I thought about how much all of this has changed. Their markets are coming up, their stores, there's things really starting to develop out there. And what a economic engine that is that is now coming to fruition. And also, I think it's taken some time, and I think it, I always knew it would take um, time, because when this was built, it was, <laughs> I mean, it was a shot in the dark. I mean, there was no motorsport in this region, uh, and there really isn't, outside of the Formula One, a great deal of infrastructure around it. But we just saw the news this week uh, that uh, has sort of started to kind of make the press, which is Houston now building a massive international European-style kart circuit just outside Houston. And yeah. it will have a chance for the real professionals to go go for it and, and, and train and, and, and be the next big stars. Uh, and it'll also have a pay-as-you-go pay sort of thing for, for, for any of the punters. Exactly. And, and just to be clear on that, anybody that's followed the motorsports for a long time, we're talking kart K-A-R-T. Yes, that's right. And not the uh, the old Indy, the championship auto racing teams. Although so, we'd love to have those boys, don't yeah. we? I want them to come to Coda. Seriously, we got to see them r- run the Aero Effect kits here and play with that. Yep. Uh, that's great. But, you know, speaking of, we do have a new race coming this year. 24 hours of yeah, our own. Uh, let's, you know what? Let's go to break because I want to tease that because that's really cool to talk about. But the one that we were just talking about in Houston is called the Speed Sport Racing Park. Uh, you can check them out online. But, uh, but yeah, there's a new race coming to Coda that's never come before, and it's 24 hours. So we're going to we'll go to break. all about it. Yeah, we're, we're going to talk about that when we come back after the break. You're listening to Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after these messages. The 57 Chevy, a Rembrandt painting, the little black dress. When you're a classic, you never go out of style. And now, MyPlates.com proudly announces the return of the classic black Texas license plate for the first time since 1968, featuring a cooler, timeless look and a bolder style. Visit MyPlates.com today to order this legendary classic black Texas license plate for your car or truck. Classic black is back at MyPlates.com. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. 
As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in Dan Easy leathers, the best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride or see what's been described as art on wheels from MB Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin online at MotoAustin.com. There's nothing like getting on a motorcycle and exploring the hill country for the day. What about taking that bucket list ride of a lifetime to some far-off destination or event? We're here to tell you that you don't have to own a motorcycle because with Lone Star Moto Rentals, you can rent a Ducati, BMW, KTM, or other premium motorcycles. Visit LoneStarMotoRentals.com. That's LoneStarMotoRentals.com. And come ride. the right choice. Talk 1370. Hi, this is Jay Leno from JayLeno'sGarage.com and you're listening to Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City. I love the way Jay Leno says I was about said. to say, no one else can say speed the way he does. It's perfect the way he said you can just You know that's not an imitation of him. It's too perfect. There you go. God, hey, that cost us a lot, though, really. That was a full two years budget, wasn't it? Just for that promo. <laughs> <laughs> two hey, he, wanted, he wanted to talk McLaren. We were, you know, that, that's that right, ties in well. He yeah. loves, I mean, if you watch his show, he loves to talk about McLaren. To be honest, yeah. He doesn't need asking twice to talk cars, does he? No. Hey, speaking of uh, 2017 is where we left us on the break. Um, we're going to talk some more Formula One, but I want to talk about what all is happening at Coda. Yep. Because we did tease this 24-hour race, and we'll get to that. But there is a there's a ton because uh, we've got all the usual suspects. So we got MotoGP on April 21st and 23rd with Moto America again. That's right. Can't forget about that. Yeah. And we've got uh, the next one up would be IMSA. The WeatherTech Sports Car Series is no longer with WEC. In September. I think that's a good thing. I actually think that's a good thing. Um, Obviously, we know the IMSA... uh, I mean, to be honest, I felt felt that the last couple of years. You've got a world championship and an American championship, and you've got so many different categories that I think it kind of... Some of the certainly some of the lower categories get lost a little bit. Whereas if IMSA can be, you know, its true event, which can be, and and, and put its sort of glory out there. Uh, there's plenty for every for fans to see, and I think WEC is big enough, of course, f- to stand it's on its own, own yeah. which it does everywhere. Well, both of them are. I think yeah, the, both the of point them are, is exactly. that they both are, and it's a big year for IMSA. IMSA are, I think, finally getting to a point, and now with these new rules and new cars uh, for 2017, I think you know this United series that we. You know that we saw come together a couple of years ago is now coming to fruition. We're getting the drivers, young and experienced, um, as part of the series. And I think you only have to look at the Rolex entry uh, to see this year is going to be bigger, better, and these new cars. And I know you love the Cadillac, and we'll talk yeah. about that. But um, yeah, I mean, it's I think it's a big year, and I'm delighted they're coming here in May. I know, I love to that. Open it up a bit. You know, y'all are getting all brainy on this. <laughs> Here's the net net. We get one more additional weekend of racing That's, around here. Yeah. That is the bottom line. That is the bottom line, yeah. <laughs> I don't care if we're doing true. soapbox derbies out at Coda. We'll get there. It's true. Okay, so after IMSA in May, we've got the Pirelli World Challenge in September. Which That's, is also still very strong. Yep. yep. That's September 2nd and 3rd. And then after that, we got WEC coming in the kind of the usual slot. A World Endurance Championship coming in September, and then on the 15th and 16th. And then, of course, the crown jewel. We got Formula One back after uh, on October 20th through 22nd. That's another 
few days earlier. Yep. It's gone earlier and earlier and earlier every year. But after the huge success last year here in Austin, I don't think you can call it anything but that. It was a huge no, success. It was massive. Uh, and what a bounce back. I keep using that expression. But given the year before, where let's face it, it was you know Mother Nature that played its part. It was the rain that, that uh, kind of basically played a huge part in, in ruining the weekend for everybody. Um, yeah. But amazingly, both the organizers at Coda and Formula One did a brilliant job of putting qualifying on, you know, in the morning and then racing. Yeah. And everybody played the tune and it was great. It was really good. But but we didn't need it. And and, and then a storm afterwards wrecked, uh, huh. wrecked the circuit again and they had to rebuild again. A lot of flooding. Uh, so amazing. Actually, they turned it around and put in a great show for last year. Yeah, incredible turnaround. And then, of course, the final race of the season is the one we were talking about. It's the 24-hour endurance series, and that's November 9th through 11th. And this is what we were talking about before the break, is that this is something new to Coda, and it's a very interesting series. It's uh, Creventec is the the promoter. And Hancock. Yep, tires, and uh, think, Hancock yeah. Tires. And it's 24-hour, 24hseries.com if you want to check it out. And uh, it's, uh, you know, it starts off in Dubai, and the Coda... Starts in off a, in a couple of weeks in Dubai. Yeah, yeah, in two weeks. In fact, you can watch that one on Motor Trend On Demand, too, as well. Okay. So, And that one wraps up the season in, uh, in Circuit of the Americas, I believe. Is that the final? No, yeah. that's... I think it's either the final or the... Or yeah, it's before. close to the end, yeah. But um, yeah, this is something that's gone for a couple of years now, and it and it's based towards a lower spec, if you will, and lower sort of um, class of driver. And what I mean by that is, it's not your big uh, prototypes. It's GT cars, it's production cars, touring cars, um, and a combination at uh, uh, Al. Um, and it's it's actually a really quite exciting thing. And any time you get a twenty four hour race, and I think the Circuit of the Americas is the perfect place because the weather will be, you know, not warm but it won't be cold and i think it'll be it could be actually, warm it could be hot it could, could be could be hot but i think it's um i think it's going to be an interesting festival atmosphere yeah and again riding uh through the night at coda i mean the first time we saw cars at night at coda was just yeah, amazing awesome. but but 24 hours what are we going to do are we going to camp out out there we're we going to do just bring cots or just stay up all night just, no i've already got one out there just <laughs> as long as you keep bringing me barbecued to the rv i think we should we should do a live ob uh, at the rv hey, you know, ob at the rv you know but a little bit more about the cars and the vehicles that are in this that i like so well is you know the the divisions that are broken out are definitely a little more pedestrian, a little more the ones that we recognize, but they're still going the full twenty four hours. Yeah, you know, and so you know they're starting off in in the D one class, for instance, is the diesel touring car up to two thousand cc. That's I love a pretty that. small racing diesels. Yeah, racing the diesels. You know, and that may sound mediocre or whatever, but here's the one thing I'm going to say. Having been over to Europe this year and really seeing a broad spectrum of vehicles in all the countries we I've call them to. vehicles, but <laughs> we thought we taught you that. But go ahead, you add the H. I'm going to put you in the boot. <laughs> so, or is it the boot and something? But anyway, yeah. the you uh, touch my bonnet. <laughs> Stop it. <laughs> Diesel cars were everywhere, and you know, I I used them a couple of times, and I will say they were much different than what we're accustomed to here in what we were running. I was on the Autobahn doing mm-hmm. 105, oh, yeah, yeah, and uh, it was real easy in this small little diesel car. That car I can see getting out and playing and having some fun oh, yeah. on the track with, and yeah, I, mean, I want to see that really mature and uh, and really bring some powerful diesel automobiles to the states. 
Got those uh, BMW, the 2 Series Racing Cup. That's the M2. We don't see a lot of that around here yet, but it's there. So uh, the BMW M2 is a fantastic little car, great little chassis. Uh, the Porsche Cups, the 997 Cup cars will be here as well. So that brings you, you know, from uh, like 2005 up to about 2013. And so uh, you've got quite a few coming through that uh, – are not your absolute top class it's not the latest and greatest you know in that Porsche series but wow those 997s are fun to watch yeah and it's cool the way they break the 997 up with a 991 because uh just like you just said it's it it's older it's not gonna have the cutting edge, cutting edge technology but still cool cars and still fun to watch so why not break them real up stick like shifts yeah exactly <laughs> you got it no and also with the different classes again with a small track like a formula one size circuit 3.1 um miles you know you're gonna get a lot of overtaking over a 24 hour period different sizes of engine different size car uh, and therefore different speeds of, of lap uh and as we've seen in WEC and any of the long distance races here you know coda has thrown up some fantastic racing because of the nature of the circuit so yeah and they these classes they, they go all the way up to uh they call it the sp4 electric and electrical and hybrid is one of the classes too yeah. so that's cool too so you think we will see prius out there for a 24-hour race uh i, I know you're smiling kind of joking but who knows yeah <laughs> yeah <laughs> I'm, I'm halfway not to be honest yeah, yeah you know the the formula e yes i love the technology i want to see the formula e become a race that we don't stop halfway to change cars one car one battery charge run it yeah talking of which later in the show i want to talk formula e and vegas Okay, Michael Caine. That was almost your Michael Caine. No, if I was talking Michael Caine, <laughs> I'd tell you about the whole Formula E thing. <laughs> I know that you sent me that link last night, and by the time I got around to it and clicked it, it was really interesting. It was gone. They finished it, but I missed it. But uh, apparently, it was pretty cool. There was very cool. Some uh, pretty good comments. Million dollars up for grabs. It was the Sim Boys against the Formula E guys. Yeah, you know what? This is actually really cool because these were some of the, some big name drivers, and we're going to talk about that probably in the last segment of the show okay. because we got Ricky Taylor coming up here in just a couple minutes. So, mm-hmm. uh, in fact, let's go ahead and take that break now because we're going to get Ricky Taylor to, to tell us about driving that new Cadillac DPI at the Roar at the Twenty Four, getting ready for Daytona. This is Speed City live from Austin, Texas. Back after a quick break. I am an official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I'm here to say it's time to get personal, people. Tell the world who you are with a personalized plate from MyPlates.com, like me. I'm talking favorite color, favorite team, favorite charity, and, of course, favorite state, Texas. Add your own message, and then the magic really happens. I'm the official Texas license plate from MyPlates.com, and I want to be your license plate. Go to MyPlates.com and order me today. Now that's what I'm talking about. Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. 
Want to drive your car at speed on Circuit of the Americas? Edge Addicts is your source for more Coda events and more Coda track time. Whether you're looking to host your own event or just be a part of the action, Edge Addicts can get you in the driver's seat and racing like a pro. All levels of drivers and all types of cars are welcome, with instructors available for first-time and novice drivers. Life is short, and adventure is around every corner. So plan your high-adrenaline experience with Edge Addicts at edgeaddicts.com. Edge Addicts, it's better when you're driving. As a rider, you know what you like. The power, the feel, the ride. When it comes to gear, you know what keeps you safe. Ducati Austin provides riders with the finest in day and easy leathers. The best the market offers. Visit Ducati Austin on Breaker Lane just east of I-35 and throw your leg over the most iconic sports bike ever built. Ducati. Even take it for a test ride. Or see what's been described as art on wheels from MV Augusta. You know what you like. See it at Ducati Austin. Online at DucatiAustin.com. Since the presidential salary isn't being used... I'm accepting no salary, okay? That's not a big deal for me. Why not take a page from the Liberals' playbook and redistribute the wealth to you? It's the $1,000 presidential payoff on Talk 1370. Listen for your handout weekdays at 7 a.m., 11 a.m., 2 p.m., and 5 p.m. Do you want to make more money? One randomly selected national entry wins $1,000 every time we play. The $1,000 presidential payoff starting Monday on Talk 1370. On air, online, and on your smart device, Talk 1370 is the right choice. Thank you, Nikki Hayden. Yeah, Nikki, big year for him. Hey, yeah. that'll be good, no doubt. He's got that new bike, and he's also got a new teammate in Stefan Bradl. It's going to be a big year for Honda. You know, I, I think Stefan's going to give him a real challenge. That's exactly now. why I said it. Yeah, yep. I think that's going to be uh, more surprising. And, a lot and, of people. And what are I mean by there. that is, I think he's a good developer, Stefan. Um, he's underrated. Uh, he's a very good MotoGP star, as was Nicky as a world champion, of course. But I think Bradle uh, just brings. I think the pair of them to working together will be a better combination than 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 previous. And I think that Nicky's in for a big season. And you know, he's running out of years. He wants to finish on a high. Yeah, it's going to be okay, fun well, to watch. Well, I got to ask just one tidbit because I know we got Ricky here. Those two guys on the same team, obviously they're going for their own points, whereas uh, like Ricky and his teammates are sharing a car mm-hmm. and they're getting points together. Uh, do you think those two personalities are going to do well together? Yes, I do, because they're very different. Um, you've got the very German sort of Teutonic kind of approach to it. They're very, like I said, organized, good testing, good development. And you've got the flair and the touch and feel of a world champion like Nicky, who who just has his own charisma about him. And I think, um, I think, yeah, I really do think, and I think Honda have got it right, and they need they need to do something new. They need I to do something you, different. They've had an old bike, and now they've got something new, and they're ready to go. I think that was a brilliant assessment. Well, I want to hear about yeah. Cadillac. Yeah, let's talk some Cadillac. Come on now. All right, we're going to welcome to the show a, a gentleman who is uh, getting prepared for the Daytona 24 Hours. Is, is Ricky Taylor out in at the Roar at the 24. Ricky, welcome to Speed City. Great, thank you. Thanks for having me. Well, how is it down there driving that new 6.2-liter Cadillac? Uh, it's unbelievable. It's, uh, <laughs> it's been a, a great process from the ground up, and... Uh, it's really exciting to finally be here in Daytona testing for, for the 24-hour. 
How's the weather been? Because we know you've had kind of like rain and then it stopped and then we've had Corvettes blow up. And so there's a lot, there's been a lot of drama in the last couple of days. We don't how's care about gone? Corvettes. No, we don't. How, how's it gone for you? <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, it's hard to test for a 24 hour because so much can happen. But I think we've actually, we've actually seen pretty much all of it. Uh, we had, you know, temperatures in the 80s on the first day of the test and, you know, worked through a test plan in those conditions and then a full day of rain and then a full day of freezing cold temperatures and not to mention night practice as well. So hopefully we got a, a handle on pretty much all those different conditions, um, you know, from one end of the spectrum to the other. And uh, we'll just uh, hopefully it's one of those five options for, for race weekend. Ricky, I got a question for you. I realize the cars are very different, but uh, the other Cadillac boys, Johnny O'Connell and Michael Cooper with theirs, we see them around here at the PwC races and things. How much information is relative between the two teams and the vehicles as different as they are? Uh, They are very different. I mean, so far in the program, it's it's very early days still. Um, So we're working on on big, big ticket items. Where they with the ATSV are they are they're pretty pretty refined over there, um, but already we've been using some services for, from Pat and Miller, um, like their their software programs for setting up the car and and logging data and um, as far as organizing you know the engineers workbooks and stuff that that all is is shareable and and those sort of things kind of help the the programs run smoother. So as far as um, a race team goes and how it functions and how you know they get the job done and that's uh, you know that's been a very very nice open book. And how's this new kid getting on? This Jeff Gordon fella, <laughs> that rookie? Yeah, you know, <laughs> yeah, he's pretty new and you know, he's he's been awesome. And uh, that's that's been such a such a dream come true for for me and Jordan as young drivers to. You know, to be sharing a car with yeah. with a, a living legend, and he, he came into the team. And uh, to be honest, we expected, you know, a superstar who, you know, he could have told us, you know, how everything is done, and you know, he's done it all, and we would have totally believed him and not questioned a word. But he came in with a, a completely open mind, and uh, you know, asking tons of questions. It's it's a very different car to what he's used to, and you know he was just open to to learning. And I think his whole approach to the to the process so far has been uh, really interesting for for me and Jordan as young drivers to see um, someone as accomplished as he is and someone who's experienced as much as he is approach a new experience. And and the way he's done it is a is a great lesson that you know no matter what what you've done. Um, you're still going to be new at something, and there's always something to learn. So for us, that's been been really interesting, and you can kind of see why um, he's accomplished so much with his attention to detail and and the, the intensity he still has to, to win races. You know, that doesn't really surprise me. We ran into Jeff Gordon when he came to Austin to the Formula One race, and we interviewed him just briefly. I think you got to interview him less, and he yeah. seemed really a humble guy. He is a guy. Yeah, he is. Yeah, I could definitely sit yeah, out and hang him. amazing. Yeah. Sit there with the beer. He had so much information, and you know, he just absolutely is a racing fan. He loved, <laughs> you know, what he was seeing in Formula One. He likes to see the differences and things like that. So, he actually comes in with quite a, a knowledge arsenal, I guess, for you. Got to talk about the car, yeah, though. He's, he's seen it all. 
Yeah, I've got to talk about the car. I mean, they always say in Ferrari's famous phrase, you know, a pretty car is a fast car. Uh, this, I'm looking at oh, the pictures yeah. of, of the livery and everything else. I mean, this is a massive step for Cadillac. I mean, the prototype, um, you guys in it, uh, Max Angelelli, who's been around with Cadillac for f- several years now and part of the development. I um, mean, this is exciting times, 2017, for you guys. Uh, it's unbelievable. And, I mean, finally... You know, the last two years of the of the WeatherTech Championship, we've been kind of waiting for this. And ever since the merge, it was just kind of, you know, counting down the days to 2017 when we could all have these new um, beautiful race cars. And the whole process has been amazing working with Cadillac and, and Delara, who designed, uh, who did a lot of the, the aerodynamic work and designed the car. Um, and to see the partnership with the two of them, Cadillac, who's, um, really gone through a whole, a huge facelift in the past couple of years with their new uh, Dare Greatly uh, phrase and and all that. And then Delara has a has a a saying that they use often. It's in Italian. It's translated uh, that fortune or uh, fortune follows the bold. And so I mean, they both have similar ideas of how they want to go racing. And it's just been it's been pretty cool to see them work together and. The finished product has been mind-blowing. Well, I have to talk about, we uh, we went out to the Circuit of the Americas today, and, and Jonathan was riding with me in the car, and I, right. I, had to, I had to grab this tweet from your brother where he tweeted out a, uh, a sound clip of that of that Cadillac going down the straight. Yeah, and I think it's pretty impressive. I, had, I said, he goes, I've heard it. I said, no, no, you haven't heard it in the car through the Bluetooth with the stereo cranked all the way up. And so it, that car sounded amazing. I swear it was awesome. In fact, I just, I just emailed that to our producer, so hopefully he can cue that up for us here in a minute. We'll hear that sound. <laughs> but, uh, but man, that car sounded awesome, Ricky. It was incredible sounding. Yeah, it's uh, it's not any worse from behind the wheel as well. It's, uh, <laughs> it's definitely a beautiful thing, and uh, to see you know everything everything these days is is going towards turbos, and the sounds you know mm-hmm. are, are kind of starting to go away. And when Cadillac, you know, they've done V16 or the biggest engines you can yeah. think of, and uh, to see, to see them come back with a 6.2 liter V8 normally aspirated engine uh, was you know, that's the only way it could have been. And uh, they've done a beautiful job working with ECR on the engines. And, uh, yeah, like you said, it's it's great to have a, a nice American-sounding car. Um, <laughs> and then in, in the past, we've kind of lost that thing in sports car racing where all the cars have started to sound the same. And uh, to, now I think you can kind of pick out the Nissan from the, from the Gibson, from the, from the Cadillac, from the Mazda. So I think that's uh, another thing about sports car racing that we've all loved that's uh, kind of back now. Well, yeah. look, you're getting ready for, obviously, Rick, the, the, um, the whole season ahead. And Daytona is kind of a bit of a one-off because, obviously, you kind of get different drivers in and, and there's a different entry list. Uh, and, of course, it's a 24-hour race. But what about the season itself? You mentioned the new cars. You mentioned some of the competition there. It, it is, finally, if you like, the United Series that we've been waiting for. What about 2017? First of all, your chances and, and the competition because it's it's very deep. It is. It's, uh, it's looking like the most competitive uh, championship I've ever been involved in, and the, the level of drivers is unbelievable. Um, let alone, you know, the level of engineering everybody's brought to the series this year is uh, is something I don't think IMSA has ever seen before. 
and it's just it's very exciting. And to kick it off with the Rolex 24 at Daytona is uh, is a huge test. In the past, we've we've been faced with you know a 24 hour race at the beginning of the year, but it was with the Daytona prototypes, which were a proven a proven package. And now it's uh, there's going to be 15 cars out there that have never never done a race before, and they're starting off with a 24 hour. So I mean, right off the bat, you're risking big championship points on uh, on reliability. So it's going to be it's going to be very interesting. Yeah, no doubt, it's going to be fun to watch. Hey, uh, Ricky, I want to ask you one thing about you know in IMSA. Obviously, one of the big things throughout the years, the the BOP, the balance of power. And I noticed that it looks like um, that Cadillac. Is going to be the only one that's. Uh, I'm not sure. May not be the only one, but I noticed they're gonna, they're using some of the restrictor plates. And are, are they? Is that part of what goes on at the Roar? Is where they're testing some of that and and gauging and seeing how that balance of power works. Is that what also happens at the Roar? Yeah, I think uh, that's kind of become sports car racing now. Um, it's a big part of the a big part of the game. Um, but IMSA has a. a depth of tools and resources that they're putting into how they look at the performance of each of the cars. Um, they look at, they've actually had all the different constructors, engine combinations, go up to the wind tunnel at wind shear in North Carolina and, and do, you know, wind tunnel runs and run through all the different rakes and all the different parts and pieces that they've homologated. And so they've got that all mapped out. They've got um, full access to our data loggers, so they know all the data we have. Um, so they so they know if anybody's playing games. They know exactly what each car can do, and so the um, the changes they're making are based on a lot more data than it has in the past. So by the time the cars hit the racetrack at the Roar, uh, they had a pretty good idea of what we could do, and um, I think the racetrack results are kind of just validating what uh, they've already proven. Oh, that's great. Yeah, balance of performance, I know, is, uh, is a big deal. But I think you're right. We've had the same discussion where they, they're pretty scientific about it and, uh, and get that right. And what's that wind shear? That's the Haas wind tunnel, right? I believe it is. It's a full-scale, I think it's a rolling road wind tunnel. It's, it's impressive. Yeah. Uh, so, Ricky, so let's, you know, you guys obviously are getting things tuned up and getting it all ready, and, and, but, but let's talk about the, your expectations for this year, you know, with the new Cadillac and all the, new, all the teammates that you've assembled there for, for the Roar and the Daytona. Talk about your expectations. Yeah, I mean, uh, we've, we've done probably six or seven days of testing. Uh, we've been to the Corvette Museum track in Kentucky. We've done Watkins Glen. Uh, we did uh, an endurance test at Charlotte. We've been to Daytona. So we've, we've had a little bit of high downforce, low downforce, bumpy, smooth, a little bit of everything. And uh, the the tough thing about our series is we go to, we have 36 hours of racing right off the bat. We, we go from Daytona straight to the 12 hours of Sebring, which is as grueling as Daytona. So, I mean, it it is an ultimate test to kick off the year. And I think um, the preparation that, Delara and, and Cadillac and, and our team has done um, will hopefully you know prepare us for for that that big test um, as reliability has been something winter racing has been able to you know really hang their hat on finishing on the lead lap at Daytona four years in a row um, and you know not having any issues so 
I think this year that's going to be a big factor, and you can't discount uh, Delara's experience and success with uh, you know these high downforce race cars because they've uh, they've had their fingers on pretty much every every Le Mans winning car in the past few years, and it's uh, to see. I mean, for us being a historically a Daytona prototype team, which is essentially a high-powered GT car, moving into to this style of car. Having uh, Delara uh, there to support us with all their knowledge of how to how to run the cars and and this sort of trim has been uh, very interesting and our our engineers have gotten up to speed with it all and I feel like uh, we've got a really good shot at at a championship this year. Last but not least, got to ask you. Uh, I've been to the Daytona 24, but anybody listening, uh, they got to tune in and watch because it's such. Well, it's a unique event for American racing. It starts off the international year, and anything can happen, and usually does. Yeah, I think uh, I think the race starts off on Fox Network, and then I think there's actually 23 hours of coverage <laughs> over the Fox channels. They couldn't get that and, last uh, hour. Got to take a break. There's only missing one. <laughs> Hopefully, it's not the last uh, one. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully, yeah. It's uh, and I mean, it is 24 hours of racing, and these uh, the way the the race has gone in past years, it is. I mean, Jeff, Jeff Gordon was asking us, how much do you push in traffic and what kind of risks do you take? And, you know, how, what percentage is everybody pushing, you know, hmm. from start to finish and how does it kind of progress? And we basically had to tell him it's, it's flat out it's, the whole time. It's 10 tenths, mate. <laughs> I was just about to ask that. You know, would, so what, tell us about your stints. What do you expect from a stint? What would your stint length or uh or what's the general rule of thumb for planning so we uh unlike lamar we will single stint tires so generally we'll stop every 45 minutes uh do tires fuel and then normally we'll do double stints to start the race um because it's a little more tense a little more pressure um everybody's a little more edgy and then uh in the night we'll we'll triple stint so it'll be about uh, anywhere from two to three hours in the car cool. just so the other drivers can get more sleep. And then uh, it starts to really heat up again uh, when the sun comes up, and then we'll go back to double stints until the finish. But um, like I said, it's uh, it's flat out the whole time, and there's nothing like being in the car um, at 3 o'clock in the morning having a battle with somebody lap after lap after lap as if it was a two-hour 45 race like it is in the middle of the year. I know that's that's what I always find when you're actually at a race like that because and you know you've been you, you've probably been on the sidelines occasionally not very often but when you are in the crowd or when you're working as a journalist you know you do you go and have a break you go and have a a drink maybe and have a dinner or even maybe possibly if you're a journalist like myself go back to the hotel and then come back and you guys are still at yeah. it and it always amazed me <laughs> about going to any of the Le Mans or or, or Daytona's it, it, it's just that fact is that you know you guys don't take your foot off the pedal whereas everybody watching you know gets a chance to take a break because it is an endurance for anybody involved at the event doesn't matter what 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 you know facility you're involved in it it really is a long long weekend yeah it's fantastic and i mean like you said when you're at the track and and you go to sleep and you come back the next day and (laughs) everyone's still going and (laughs) the cars do not shut off and i mean 
you'll be in the car with one driver and then they'll change drivers and all of a sudden you have to learn you know maybe this guy is better in different areas and mm. it's so interesting and I'm, I mean one year we were we were out early with an issue and I just walked around the infield from uh, grandstand to grandstand uh, watching the different corners and I mean it was a shame that I, we weren't still in the race but it was it was a blast to, to go around and and watch from that perspective and and then in the middle of the night you go in the garage and people are you know changing half the car and doing engine changes and all sorts of crazy things and it's just all part of it and i think as a fan to be there and witness that atmosphere and that uh the spirit of the 24 hours is uh something really special well, Ricky, we want to wish you the best of luck, and, and we'll be watching. I think I average about 12 or 13 hours of that race on, on viewing myself, so we'll be definitely watching, and, uh, and the best of luck for you. And, and, when we, uh, and we're going to let you go, but as the, on the way out, our producer did find that sound clip, cause, so we're going to hear the naturally aspirated power <laughs> of a V8 Cadillac as we, uh, as we let you go. Thanks, buddy. Best we, of luck, Ricky. We appreciate it. See you soon. All right. Thank you very much. I'll just stay on and listen to it. <laughs> <laughs> One right, more time. We're, we're to fade out and, and take a break and we'll be back after these messages and after this badass sound <laughs> welcome to name your license plate i'm biff biffington all right mary lou for the cash the drip and a new car name your license plate easy my plate is add 24 acl atm abc acdc triple a i can't remember my plate you should have gotten a personal texas plate from myplates.com they're so memorable and i could have saved 40 percent with a five-year commitment be a winner and order your personalized license plate from myplates.com Precision Camera and Video is the largest camera store in Texas with over 10,000 square feet and packed with all the latest manufacturer offerings. Founded in 1976 and still owned and operated by its founders Jerry and Rosemary Sullivan, Precision Camera is committed to the finest customer experience. With hand-picked products and on-hand experts, you won't find a more helpful, knowledgeable and accommodating sales staff for quality service. Come see for yourself Precision Camera and Video, 2438 West Anderson Lane. The racetrack. It's where legends are born. Where only the finest machines earn their reputation for innovation and dominance. Such are the nameplates you'll find at Aston Martin of Austin, Lotus of Austin, Bentley Austin and Rolls-Royce Motorcars. Austin exotic, iconic automobiles whose racing heritage turns everyday driving into an inspiring journey. Because you're never just along for the ride. Highway 183 north of McNeil Road. Making talk radio great again. Somebody has to come out and tell it like it is. Talk 1370, the right choice. Hi, this is Mario Andretti, and this is Speed City. Welcome back to Speed City. Thank you, Mario, for bringing us back. And Ricky Taylor, that's a fun interview with him. I'm glad we had him you on. Know, it was great. Each time we have him around, I, I like the personality. I like the fact these guys are getting comfy with us and that we'll just... Family Taylor, well, if you remember, when they were they were one of the first guys we ever met testing at the Circuit of the Americas way, 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 way before, yeah. right? One of the first yeah, ones. Yeah, he and Jordan uh, watch right. them. They're, they're just a couple years apart, but, uh, oh, man, 
great drivers. And then you got the father that's in it, too. Uh, yeah, Wayne. Wayne Taylor. Great history with uh, Wayne leading the team. All right, guys, let's talk about uh, – let's bring up some of the other goodies that we talked about at the beginning of the show. Um, let's let's talk MotoGP real quick because there's some things uh, going on. I know you're frothing over there, Les, to talk about MotoGP. <laughs> uh, you know it. I am so happy. Here we got Jorge Lorenzo getting out of the blue, into the red, huh. off the Yamaha, onto the Ducatis. And, you know, I'm really anxious to see because, there's you know, I've been following him quite a bit. He's not expecting to have to make too many changes in his riding style. Uh, feels like the Ducati's doing really well. As long as they come back and bring the straight line speed they had last year, and he's able to bring what he the control he has in the curves that we've seen on the Yamahas to the Ducati. Oh, man. This is going to change the field quite a bit, and we just may see Mr. Marquez get knocked off as uh, the king of America. <sighs> king of the world. Ooh, that's fighting talk. I don't see it myself. Um, I, I mean, I'd, li- I'd like to see it. I'd like to see Ducati. I mean, Casey Stone is the only one that's tamed the, the, the red bullet, uh, as it were. I mean, Ian Oni and Divisioso did a good job, but they didn't ever take Ducati to, you know, the, the, the dizzy heights where they want to go, and nor did Valentino Rossi. Well, I think Iannone was uh, taking riders out too often. <laughs> yeah. I think it's going to be a good season. I think that Marquez will obviously be a factor. He always is now uh, as the world champion. It's good to see uh, the pulling apart, if you will, of, uh, of leaving Rossi at Yamaha, and I think we'll see the best of the old fella yet, um, still to come, because uh, I think he's still got one more championship left in him. He's proved that in the last couple of years, but I'm glad that he and Jorge aren't together anymore because I don't think it worked. Um, and I do think it'll be interesting to see Jorge lead this team because both those two characters need to be the leader of the team. Well, the reason I say King of America is because Marquez has owned... He is yeah. Captain America. He has yeah. owned Laguna Seca. He has owned Coda on the two wheels. Uh, no question. Coda has the two giant straights on there and that is where yeah. Ducati shines. Yeah. And now I think we've got uh, a closer matched field. Could be That's a, good a really season. good point, Les. Could be a really good season. Yeah, it could be very interesting here in Austin, of which there is the only North American stop for MotoGP yeah. here in hey, Austin. It's our season opener of racing this year is MotoGP here. Yeah, it's a big Let deal. me go to the end of the year. Who's going to be driving that Mercedes <laughs> in November? Is it going to be Valtteri Bottas? I, I think it's Jeff Gordon. I think I'm going, <laughs> I'm going back to that. No, uh, I don't know. I mean, uh, uh, Bottas is obviously uh, earmarked for it to yeah. leave Williams, and that's uh, where we stand in January anyway. Uh, that's what the latest is. And in fact, Williams have made the audacious move of asking Massa to come back if Valtteri leaves. You know, that's kind of, the rumors have kind of stopped, haven't they? That yeah. seems like where it's the merry-go-round is going to stop. I think yeah. it's a done deal. I think it's either a done deal or everybody's having a stare down like a bunch of cats waiting <laughs> on one of them to move or flinch. <laughs> that's a very good analogy, That's a good actually. visual. It's a, yeah, it's a good visual of a bunch of Formula One guys just staring at each other. But um, the other option, of course, is uh, Pascal Verlein, who is, who is the sort yeah. of blue-eyed boy uh, of German racing. Uh, and I think he is definitely the, the next big thing. Um, but uh, Formula One surprises in the past. It could surprise us again. Well, it surprises how we got here when Nico Rosberg retired was a big enough surprise. Yeah, I mean, I think that I think yeah, the dust hasn't really settled yeah. on that. I just heard, I just heard he's going to be an ambassador for Mercedes, which I thought was a stretch. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't like want to. I don't drive you. I just want to just yeah. bask in the glory of being a world champion. But you can see him Toto Wolf going really. Really? That's what you... I'm sure Nicky Ladder wouldn't have agreed yeah. with that. Yeah. Uh, I have a feeling he may not have been asked. <laughs> I got to say, uh, McLaren, Honda. Yeah. How about this? Mm-hmm. So if you saw it this week, 
they came out with some technology that we've been harping on for a while. Mercedes, a couple of years ago, split their turbos, comp- the compressor away from the impeller. Uh, they did it by passing basically a shaft through the block and put the intake at the front, the exhaust towards the back. Yeah, that's a big rumor. Simple, is, simple, but big deal. Yeah, and it's it's uh, simple in theory. Accomplishment is uh, much more difficult. But, uh, you know, the speculation is when Honda and McLaren, uh, they're redoing their engine configuration. They're going for this, you know, size zero configuration. Everything's ultra compact. Uh, they're doing something similar as what the rumors say, except they're actually in the V, the valley of the motor itself. Yeah. So uh, I'm anxious to see how that comes in, because you're not going to have the heat avoidance that you do by actually separating them outside. It's going to be fun to watch. One more story I want to talk about. Vegas, as I mentioned. A million dollars up for grabs when Formula E, the real drivers in Formula E, met the sim drivers. And in a simulation race in Vegas, winner takes all. The winner was Bono Hughes, uh, a Dutch driver who actually came second. But uh, another Finnish driver, Pakala, was uh, evidently not using the fan boost or incorrectly using the fan boost uh, to his advantage. So Pakala didn't actually get the win. And the 200,000 went to Bono Hughes. Rosenquist, the actual racing driver. Yeah. Um, Felix Rosenquist, who won Macau, of course, and knows what he's doing around the street circuit, was uh, right there on the podium. So the gloves are off. And finally, Sims and real driving has come together. This is really going to be interesting. But it still has night. fan boost. Yeah, yeah no, I know. we got to get you rid know, of that. That was but. really dumb in that racing, guaranteed. Yep. So, all right, guys, well, we got to wrap it up. So, stick with us uh, this uh, during the week. You can always check us out at speedcitybroadcast.com. Motor Trend on Demand for all the Toyota Racing Series. We'll That's right, where Jonathan's going to be near Antarctica. We'll travel safe, buddy. Okay. <laughs> all right, we'll talk to you next week. Ciao, y'all. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.